0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brewer Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having an absolutely terrific day today. And it was interesting, Dad was just talking about it a second ago, and I was talking to my workout partner about it yesterday. This is probably starting to become one of the hottest summers we've seen down here in Florida. And no, it's not because of global warming, in my opinion. I think it's because of the massive geoengineering that they've been doing for years now and the manipulation with the weather that continues to go on on a regular basis. What's interesting about it is that as you see this continue to occur, they constantly tell you you're not allowed to question or talk about anything they say, I saw an article yesterday now that was from basically one of Joe Biden's senior advisors. I guess it's another one of the bumbling buffoon, maybe 3.0, 4.0, can't keep up with all of them. And they were going into detail. It was Gina McCarthy making comments about how the fossil fuel industry this, this is the new boogeyman now. She's saying that the fossil fuel industry is the one who is putting doubt. And the green energy deals and basically the entire green sector and that the oil industry is the one who is spreading disinformation about how the electric grid and how the entire power grid cannot keep up with the massive influx of EV vehicles if they try to roll this out. It was funny. She goes on to say, she goes, we now need the tech companies. This is her calling out social media. We need the tech companies to jump in and handle this disinformation about criticizing green energy transition because it's equally dangerous as denial, and we have to move fast. So what she now is saying is that social media platforms need to start not only censoring the (laughs) basically green energy denial platforms, but now anybody that even questions what is going on right now, including the fact that It's physically impossible for the EV sector to actually function on the current electric grid that we have. Anything about that, nope, need to ban it, need to block it. Fake news, misinformation, you're not allowed to talk about it. This is going to become more and more of a very, very normal thing. And I don't want to say normal as in I'm trying to downplay it. I'm saying normal as they're going to normalize this. Pretty much anything that people start saying or questioning the narrative – they're going to immediately claim it's disinformation or misinformation. This is one of the reasons why we have this show completely independent. This is one of the reasons why I've questioned a lot of the alt-media platforms, as so is Dad, that put out information and then suddenly go along with a certain narrative that the mainstream media is promoting. Not saying that it can't be true, but you've got to question everything. Just like I was looking earlier, and this was on Zero Hedge, okay, guys? I, I haven't been able to verify all of these yet, but I was looking at it earlier. They're saying now on Zero Hedge, they have listed since basically the beginning of last year, 2021, there have been 97 recorded incidents of mass fires of some type of manufacturing facility when it comes to food. There's another one that just happened. Over the weekend in Wisconsin, excuse me, on Monday, where 70 firefighters tried to put out a massive blaze at a huge plant that basically uh, Festive Foods in eastern Portage County. They blatantly said that it's a 120,000 square foot facility, and it considers itself a leading co-packer of USDA certified frozen top pizza, sandwiches, dough products, stuffed appetizers. The company, company sells its products to supermarkets nationwide, and it went up into a massive blaze on Monday, randomly. Now, you got to ask yourself a question. If this is a USDA-certified facility, how in the world did all its fire suppression systems fail all at once in a 120,000-square-foot facility, including all the other facilities over the last year? year and a half that zero hedge is now listed. How do you have facilities that are multi million dollar platforms that are pumping out literally tens of millions of dollars of food, if not hundreds of millions of dollars of food in some of them? And all of a sudden somebody lights a match and suddenly the whole facility goes up in blaze. No fire suppression systems, nothing at all anywhere. They just suddenly go up in a blaze. You gotta ask yourself why? And this goes back a lot of it. If you look back at the strategy of the Bolsheviks, they did this exact same platform, the same thing that I saw earlier this weekend. Abortion activists now firebombed another pro life pregnancy center. This is the fourth firebombing in weeks. Now, you guys have to understand, this isn't again, somebody going in and lighting a couple matches and throwing them into a door or a window. These are very strategic, well-placed fire bombings, which means they're going in and these guys know how to handle arson very, very effectively and not get caught. The people that are involved in this are not amateurs. This isn't somebody, again, lighting a match or lighting one Molotov cocktail and throwing it on the front doorstep or throwing it through a window. When you're talking about giant facilities and buildings that pretty much are all up to code from what I'm looking at, and they're going up in a blaze, like this one that I saw here over in uh, the Gresham Pregnancy Resource Center, and it completely burned down. I saw photos of it. I mean, the whole place charred. Another one happened over in Wisconsin, Oregon. It's ongoing. Buffalo, New York. This has been ongoing now. It's the fourth one. And I was joking with my workout partner last night. I said... Isn't it funny how the Fed boys can find 31 other Fed boys that are in a U-Haul trailer with a smoke grenade and a riot shield, and suddenly they foiled some massive riot, and I'm being sarcastic, at a basically gay pride event, but they can't seem to figure out who keeps firebombing all these food manufacturers or who keeps firebombing all these pro life pregnancy centers just no idea can't figure it out no leads have no idea but yet they got an anonymous tip and they can suddenly pull over a u-haul and bust all these other fed boys again you have to look at the narrative and what they're trying to produce what they're trying to lie about and what their overall goal is but I'll send the link over on the website that this was zero hedge. I know Dad's seen it too. And I had no idea there was this many incidences that have occurred at U.S. food processing plants in the last year and a half. But there's definitely something very, very sinister going on behind the scenes in order to short the food market. And I think everybody's starting to realize now that it's not a joke and it's not a game. I had a conversation with my organic food rep yesterday as far as the food buckets, and I have a giant order – It was already on order, supposed to get filled, and he flat out told me, I can't fill all of it. I can send you a partial right now, and we should have more in the next five to six weeks. And I said, dude, that's unacceptable. I said, I already had this order in. I told you I needed it right now, and you're telling me you can't fulfill it. And he flat out said yesterday, he goes, dude, the ingredients aren't there. He goes, we're sourcing organic ingredients from like all over the entire world now trying to get ingredients to fill these organic buckets. He goes, the organic market is drying up extremely fast. And I said, do you think this is going to continue? And he goes, Austin, it's not going to just continue. It's going to get much, much worse. And I was like, gosh, I said, okay. I said, well, give me what you got. I'll keep rolling with it. I got a lot of people locally that are still buying them up and stuff like that. And so again, If you want to get the buckets, they're here. If you want to get beans or rice or organic buckets or organic anything at the store, I encourage you, do it. (laughs) Definitely in the next couple months because I personally think we're going to start seeing massive shortages all across the board in the entire food market. And, again, that's just my perspective on what we're seeing right now. But when I was reading this article with Zero Hedge, there's definitely something very, very strange going on considering how – Many facilities have gone ablaze or been shut down or had to butcher animals over the last year and a half. What do you think, Deb?
1: Well, it it ties right together with the chemtrails that we've talked about so many times that you mentioned earlier with the geoengineering and the heat here in Florida. You know, you basically, you know, devastate the farmlands and you buy up millions of acres of farmland. I mean, they did it after the Great Depression. These giant corporations, these global monopolies came in and bought up huge swaths of farming. And acreage in the United States, all the best farmland was trying to be purchased, and and now they control so much of it. And when you start spraying it all with aluminum and barium, you start massively destroying the crops. You have to start producing aluminum and barium resistant seeds, and all like they're in the Florida now—they're making resistant aluminum resistant orange screw orange trees. There's, like I mentioned the other day, we had a large fertilizer company right in you know in Lake Alfred, it's a few miles from here. It's out of business now. It closed for a couple of years because there's no more orange trees to put fertilizer on. They're pretty much gone. They're putting in housing everywhere. And the how the heat here is unprecedented for June. It's really hot, and it's hot in North Carolina, where we have our little place up there. We're about two thousand feet in elevation, to make a whole lot of difference. And it's about as hot up there as it is here. At least we got a sea breeze most of the time down here, which makes it a lot nicer. So the the problem that you run into with all of this stuff is that it's all coming together now in aggregate. And we have all these like almost 100 food plants now and other quote-unquote accidents that have happened that have burned or been disabled or functionally put down because they know that the United States farmer is so productive, even the ones that are left, that if we can keep the processing plants working, we can still continue to supply food. But the biggest problems that we have is because, you know, we stopped eating organic. We stopped eating local. You know, the article just came out today and it said baby boomers are more likely to have multiple health issues than earlier generations. What? Yeah. And we've been talking about this for years and years and years. Study authors warn that the growing rate of multiple chronic health conditions, multimorbidity among older Americans represent a real health threat to the nation. If it continues, this trend will almost certainly place an increased strain on the well-being of older adults. Medical infrastructures and federal insurance systems, on a related note, the amount of Americans over 65 is projected to increase by an astounding 50% by 2050. Because, you know, we're not having babies anymore. Research note is that the first study to indicate greater health deterioration among today's older adults, basically showing that they're dying of heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. Now, remember, this baby boomer is the worse health than the Great Depression, okay? And here's why that's happened. The Great Depression, people couldn't get food. They just got sick because of lack of nutrients. This is because of junk food. The Twinkies, the Ding Dongs, the cupcakes, the aspartame, the, the, the Splenda—all of these chemicals, the fluoride that's being put into the food supply, into the water supply—all of this has massively deteriorated the health. Now, on top of this, you're going to have the, you know, you know, the sudden adult death syndrome that's happening, you know, everywhere. I just had a friend of mine this morning. A uh, Roxanne and Stan contacted his friends, and they told me that they just had a friend of their brothers who basically just died of rapid leukemia and died like in a week. I've never even heard of somebody dying valuable leukemia in a week and some kind of progressive diseases. And we're going to have more and more and more of that as the huge push was done to force the baby boomers into in vaccines, in, into taking these kill shots. I know my mother-in-law lives at a you know assisted living facility over in Orlando, and she's like the only person that she knows of in the entire facility that has not been vaccinated. And they're dropping like flies in there, and they're leaving and moving and leaving and moving and dying and moving. It's, just, it's crazy. Now, of course, you get a lot of that death anyhow from the age group that she's in. She's, you know, like almost 90 years old. But the reality is, is that you know, she's still doing pretty well, considering the fact that you know, she's had some few issues before with her heart. And now she seems to be actually thriving in that facility. But she's having to buy her own organic food now, though food's included, for almost every meal because the food quality has gotten so bad. Because there's a fixed price that these folks sign contracts on, and then when the food prices keep going up, they have to continue to drop the quality of the food in order to continue to maintain those prices. We, we see that all the time. I was speaking to another man the other day. He said that his food now is you know costing more than his rent does because he's eating organic now with everything that he buys. And so it's so important that we realize that when we don't eat clean, our health suffers. It really does. That's why if you're going to store food that you actually are planning on eating – if you can afford it, you need to get the organic buckets. Now, if you can't, you'd know, you better get organic cans if you can still find those and, and try to get stuff that's going to be more healthy for you to eat in the long run so you can use it in the event that we do have a major sh- food shortage in the United States, which is what they're trying to do. And, and all of this is being caused because of the illegitimate government we have right now. You know, there's an article out here. It's a little bit of uh, this wilderwealthyandwise.com. And it's okay. It's kind of a satirical. He, he has a re- really weird sense of humor that I don't really care for, but he's, he writes very, very well. And here's what he said. He said, we've got multiple problems that basically are showing that we don't have a legitimate government in place. Because if a phony election was enough to destroy a republic, though it would have fallen long ago, historically there have been other elections that have been called into question. Brother B. Hayes was a stunning success compared to Biden, serving one term where his most notable accomplishment was attempting to avoid inflation and keep the money supply sound. And basically the illegitimate, illegitimate elections that we have because of the machines that are being used and because of ballot stuffing is, is, has become legendary. Read that. Read, watch that video of 2000 Mules. If you if you want to watch it, you already know what's there. You know, with me, when I start watching stuff like that, I just get mad because I already know it's real. I already know it's there. And the second crisis of legitimacy is phony money. I'm reading from his article again. He goes, again, none of this is new. I've written that our monetary policy appears to be less sound than the logic of a drunken 22-year-old rock star in a strip club in Vegas. The phony money is, of course, only one component of the phony economy. For years now, pools of cash have kept up the appearance of value of home prices. Likewise, stock prices have been artificially pushed upward in the same time bond prices and interest rates were artificially kept down. At some point, it's looking like it's very close. The restored, the stored energy of these distortions will cause the economy to snap. Why? Because our economy is illegitimate. And I think he really makes a good point with this stuff. You know, and so he goes, he, he goes on and says, I can keep on going all night, but it's sometime I have to sleep. And he goes, but the reality is to summarize what's happening in our economy is we have illegitimate politicians, especially the president, illegitimate money and illegitimate economy and illegitimate values. And I talked about that yesterday, you know, in our show that we did as far as what was going on with the, the Book of Romans, eight, chapter, one, chapter one, verses eighteen to twenty-eight. Listen to that show yesterday; it's really, really a good show. And, and we start to realize that you know the illegitimate values that we have in this country are basically coming across now to all of the people in this country as a problem. You know that are really awake. I'm not woke but awake, people like us who listen to the show who realize that we're being lied to constantly you know Lido said from the decision a couple of years ago with the Supreme Court saying that we could't p- discriminate against transgenders. He said this preposterous trans ruling threatens the religion, speech, privacy, and safety. I'm going to post this article from a couple of years ago because he talks about bathrooms and changing rooms and women's sports. He goes into detail about housing and religious employment and health care and all these different things that are going to be affected, including freedom of speech and all of the other things that have been done because the Supreme Court has ruled in the favor of the transgenders. I mean it's ridiculous. And, And the sad part about all of this stuff is when we look at it, we start thinking, wait a minute, why is this happening? It's happening because the media has been completely controlled by these Luciferian Kabbalists. That's what it would happen, and then, and then, of course, we know with Jeffrey Epstein and all the rest. Now yesterday I mentioned Laura Loomer, and I like some of her conservative politics, but I don't like certain parts of what she believes in. And I had somebody send me an email on that today. That's why I'm bringing it up. She's super pro Israel. She's a pro-hardcore Zionist. She says Christians have no choice but to love Israel, which is simply not true. And Christians need to be Zionists, which is simply not true. And she's also promoting how bad Palestine is. It's not a legitimate country, etc., which is completely not true. And anybody who supports the Palestinians is basically wrong, and they can't be a good Christian. The, the lady's a loon when it comes to that. I'm going to let you know that. But I was saying yesterday is because she was banned on all these social media sites for her values that she had a right to sue them, and I still think she does. Nobody has a right to ban anybody, but I give Laura Loomer the right to say what she's saying because we have freedom of speech. If we start trying to take that away from Laura Loomer, then what ends up happening is we start taking away our own freedom of speech. It becomes a very slippery slope. The only time freedom of speech – and I'm going to say this, and I know this is going to sound weird – should be removed, and I mean removed, removed, removed – is in the case of really perverted ideologies and pornography. All of that stuff should come off the Internet. Stuff that debilitates and destroys the minds of children and adults both shouldn't be allowed to be on the Internet. This is exactly what Germany did in the 20s and in the 30s. They started burning books, and the books were the porn and the weird, weird, weird stuff you know, guys, nobody benefits from watching pornography. It doesn't help anyone. And so that shouldn't even be allowed to be on the Internet. Of course, the porn was used in the beginning to fund the expansion of the Internet. And without this pornography, the Internet could have never grown to what it is now because it had to have some type of funding and somebody had to pay for it. So but that doesn't mean we have to endorse it and actually want to watch it and have people tell you how important it is to watch it. And we had a TV evangelist, uh, Apollo White, came out. Her husband said one time that people needed to watch porn together to, to make, it better, make their couples better. Uh, just, this is, just, I'm just letting you know. You look it up. Okay? And I'm diametrically opposed to her saying that and what she said by it. It's sick. It's absolutely sick what, what it is. And, but we need to understand that, that these values continue to dis- destroy us and these Zionist values continue to destroy us. Let me give you another example. Ron Defiant, Ron, this is from Daily Mail, says, they can't cancel me. Ron De, De, Defiant Ron DeSantis delivers a speech at Jewish leader conference in New York City mid-protest as he slams Eric Adams for inhumane mask mandate for little kids and calls woke ideology a cancer. And he's basically talking to a, a high-level group of Jews, which is the same group of people that Donald Trump basically promoted and worked with to get huge amounts of campaign contributions. Now, Ron DeSantis is an un, unapologetic Zionist. I've told you guys that. Uh, you know, he's passed all kinds of legislation here in Florida now, basically allowing people people who basically are trying to boycott Israel with the state not doing business with them anymore. All right. Again, that's Ron DeSantis' choice if he wants to do that. But we also need to realize that you know Donald Trump did the same thing. Donald Trump really, really, really was pushing the Jewish values in the White House meeting with jewish leaders in the white house and there's a really good article i'm posting from and it says trump woos the jews but the jews impeach trump now you can read the article make with make of it as you would Now he's you know, saying, why are you covering all this stuff today because we got to ask ourselves a question you know you know desantis and i i like the guy for what he's done in florida but now he wants the cps to take children away from parents attending drag shows which i have to agree with that but what about parents that are pushing to attempt these kill shots of these five-year-old children what is Desantis's view now on the shot he was super pro shot super pro shot super pro big pharma super pro israel super pro zionism where are we going to see him differentiate this or is he just being a politician right now and going down the middle trying to garner enough garner enough support to basically run for president let me say something to you guys this this is i had i had a Another physician contacted me this morning and they were talking to me about who are we who are we going to vote for for president? If Donald Trump is such a nightmare, which he is, and Geron DeSantis, we're kind of unsure of him, who can vote? Well, here's the problem. It's called barrier to entry. This is what happens in manufacturing. This is what happens with uh, telecommunications. This is what happens with utility management. This is what happens to a lot of things. You know, if you want to put up power lines and you want to have a utility company, you have a massive barrier to entry. That's why they've had to pass laws against that's what other people use your power lines that have been up for a hundred years. And so you have barrier to entries. Now they're saying it costs literally billions of dollars to run for president of the United States. So when a person is basically running for the president of the United States, you gotta ask a simple question. How are you gonna get that kind of money? I mean you know, when you're in the billionaire boys club, and I've talked about this before. Uh, there's a reason you're there and you've been you've been marching to the beat of the right drummer for a long long time to make it to the billionaire status and you know you, you see that you see it with Hollywood stars you see them worth 20 30 40 million 10 million dollars and they're there and they're not really in so many cases even compromised but then you get up to the three four five six hundred million dollar guys with a net worth they have such a huge net worth and such a huge following that Hollywood makes sure they keep them snap tight as far as what they do and don't say you know, like I mentioned the other day, well, a top Hollywood star from the 80s and the 90s started talking about chemtrails a few years ago, and he quickly retracted and took all that stuff off of his website because he did not want to have – I guess somebody must have given him the talk, right? He said, you can't be talking about this. It's conspiracy theory. Well, it's not conspiracy theory. A few years ago, we did two different water samples from the rain six months apart. Here where we are – this is 10, 15 years ago. I haven't posted on the website, and I posted the results of both studies up. And the water was so high in aluminum and barium and both studies that we did, both samples that we took, that it was not safe to drink according to EPA standards. So how did that happen? Water that comes from the sky is supposed to be distilled. Think about that for a second. It may pick up some particulates coming through the atmosphere like barium and aluminum if they've been sprayed there, but if the atmosphere is clean – the water coming down is supposed to be distilled. It's from the evaporation process brought up into the atmosphere, and only through atmospheric pollution can you start getting barium and aluminum into the doggone water that's coming down in the rain. And so we have to think through all of the stuff that we've been told. I had another friend of mine who lives up in North Carolina this morning. He called me up, and he goes, man, I don't know who to believe. And I said, I know. It makes." He had started listening to the show years ago. He stopped listening to the show. Now he's listening to the show again. I said, well, the reality is this. You've got to look at the research, and you've got to make your own decisions on all of it. He was asking about Sidney Powell. A video came out the other day. It said Sidney Powell wasn't for real. I posted it well on the website, and, and I watched this guy. He was a Trump appointee. He said that Sidney Powell wasn't real. He started listening all of these people. It's a very good video, by the way. I can't say that I agree with all of it, but I agree with most of it. And I'll, I'll post it again. But He was talking about Sidney Powell specifically, and he was asking if I thought she was real. And I said, no, I don't think so. I said that the, the, what she filed as far as the, is Trump the, uh, trying to stop the election, et cetera, et cetera, with Trump several years ago, it was horrible. It was, it was, if she's an attorney, she's one of the worst writers I've ever seen, and the, and the information was absolutely horrific in what she had written as far as trying to stop this with, with this juvenile thing with no evidence whatsoever that she was making these statements on. But the reality is this. Who do we believe? Who do we believe? And then I said again to another doctor this morning, I said, here's the deal. I said, we're not going to find this. A spiritual solution—I mean, a political solution—to a spiritual problem—it's not going to happen. I'll say it again: we're not going to find a political solution to a spiritual problem until the pulpits get the Masonic leaders out, until the pulpits get the Masons out, until the pulpits get the gays out, until the pulpits decide to go back to what the Word of God said, like we did yesterday. We're not going to have a rev- you know a revival in the United States of America. It's not possible because the people have been too brainwashed at this point, and, and it's going to be very difficult to get them to go back to Jesus. Because they become reprobate. They start craving the filth. They start craving the weird stuff. They start doing all these weird things and sacrificing all kinds of weird things in their life to the, I say, you say metaphorically and hopefully not literally, to the altars of Baal. And we see this stuff happen over and over and over again in societies, how they become totally corrupt like Rome did. And then finally they can no longer sustain a republic, and that's where we're headed right now. We've got massive inflation because of the giveaway programs, and now we have people all over the United States that don't want to work anymore because they were given so much money during the during the lockdowns, and they were not be able, they could, they were not allowed to basically be evicted. There's another really good article that just came out that said, "What happens when the workforce no longer wants to work?" This is communism, guys. When you have a thousand people working, basically paying the bills, keeping the economy going, and suddenly. You know, 100 of those thousand decide that they don't want to work anymore. That other 90 percent can carry them. But when you know 800 or 900 of the thousand decide they're not going to work anymore and they're going to live on social welfare programs, this is Cloward and Piven. This is what they did to destroy the United States. Then you have communism. When I don't care how hard I work, I'm only going to make so much this amount of money. So if I'm going to make X amount of money and be able to survive and not work at all, I'd rather do that. And, and that's what happens with communism. That's why they couldn't feed themselves. You know, here's, here's what it says. has got an article from Dilbert, a cartoon. It says, how many of you would prefer going back to work in the office instead of working at home? One of them says, I'd rather be dead. Shoot me. I quit. He goes, wow, I knew it was a mistake to let him taste happiness. Think about it for a second. Here's how the article starts. What happens when the workforce no longer wants to work? We're about to find out. As with all cultural sea changes, macro statistics don't tell the full story. The sea change is better illuminated by anecdotal evidence. Workers constantly quitting to take better jobs, zero loyalty to corporate employers, workers cutting hours from full-time to part-time, workers going out to lunch and never coming back, workers giving up on selling sugar water for the rest of their lives. <laughs> do you really want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life, or do you want to come with me and change the world? And giving up the owning or insanely overvalued homes. Workers may sell sugar water, but their hearts are no longer in it. Some are interested in changing the world, and others are interested in changing their lives as the means to change the world. And what happens, too, is this. Once you get to a certain point in your life, if you don't have a spiritual grounding through Jesus, and you don't understand who the Most High God is and why he put you here, you start to realize that it doesn't matter how much stuff you have. It's just stuff, and it will not bring you happiness. This is why so many times you hear of these millionaires committing suicide. Or these millionaires like Jeffrey Epstein, which wasn't a billionaire, by the way, who basically have to have more and more and more sexual liaisons and more and more corruption in order to try to fulfill his giant void of depravity on his inside. And sooner or later, if you have any type of reasonable ability to think and you have any type of concrete, rational thought, you start to realize that there is a God. We talked about that yesterday in the book of Romans. You know, And the creation itself cries of the evidence that there is a God. And without God, you can never be fulfilled. It's the righteousness, peace, and joy to the infilling of the Holy Spirit that gives you completion. It allows you to realize, hey, look, I don't have to have all this stuff to be happy. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a nice car or a nice house. There's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. The problem is you can't make those things your idols. You can't make those things your God. You can't say, if I don't have this, I'm not going to be happy. I knew a woman up in Tallahassee. I dated her for a while. And it was always about happiness, 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 happiness. Let me play something about happiness. Happiness is based on happenings. Okay, If you don't have something happening in your life, you're not going to be happy. It's the peace that comes from the filling of the Holy Spirit that allows you to have the righteousness, peace, and joy. That's from the Holy Spirit, and that gives you purpose and meaning for your life. Someone asked me the other day, if you could be doing anything right now with your life, what would you do? And I'd say, I feel right now I'm in the smack dab middle of God's perfect will for my life. You know, me doing a show, talking to you guys, having this giant extended family with you guys, you guys supporting health masters. We all supporting each other me praying for you guys every day. I really feel like I'm in a position right now where God wants me to be. And I feel fulfilled on the inside because of the infilling of the Holy Spirit being purposeful for what I'm doing right now. And see, but when people get older and they start to realize just maybe another dollar is not going to do it. Just maybe another house isn't going to do it this is what the rich do they, they, they these weirdos that these they have ten or fifteen homes around the world, and they get bored in their homes they have to rotate every month to go to a different home and they've got to pay the maintenance to all the homes and almost all of these guys are Rothschild banker cutouts that have been put into positions where they 've been given huge amounts of money either through inheritance or through basically how should I say uh, <laughs> Funding through the Rothschild Banking Cartel, they're, they're the cutouts, and they're giving all of this stuff to basically have their big yachts, and one yacht's not big enough, they got to get a bigger yacht. The 300-foot yacht's not big enough, let's build a 600-foot yacht. You know, Having 10 homes isn't enough, let's get 25 homes. And you see it with Christians, too, they're not really filled with the Holy Spirit. That one guy in California who had that big TV network after that was Christian, I mean, he ended up becoming a homosexual, his wife came, ended up becoming a nightmare, he started sleeping with everybody she could find, and they ended up owning 25 mansions around the country. It's not just the heathen that do this. It's the people that are out there claiming to be Christians but are not filled with the Holy Spirit who are just doing it because they want more stuff and more money. Guys, listen to me. A man's life and his success in life is not based on the abundance of his possessions. That's not it. It's not it. You can be unbelievably miserable in your marriage and your relationship with your children and, 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 and basically have a lot of money. It doesn't mean anything. You've got to have that relationship with Jesus. You need to pray every day. You need to pray like it's all up to you you know and, and and you know I'm, I'm sorry you need to, you need to you need to work like it's all up to you and pray like it's all up to god it's really important to understand that that's why that old german plaque hangs on my wall in my home Zwei leben stutzen nie gebet und arbeit heißen sie two principles of life can never be broken prayer and work we've got to rely on it like that and then when we have that relationship with God, when we're listening to Christian music and we're reading Christian literature and we're reading our Bible and we're praying on a regular basis, we have a good relationship with our families and our children and our mothers and our families, everybody else to the best of our ability, then we're going to be more fulfilled and we're not going to be seeking some outside source to fill it all the time. It's not – it'll never work. You can never have enough money. You can never have enough girlfriends. You can never have boyfriends. You can never have enough, enough anything if you have no relationship with Christ. You're empty on the inside, and you're always searching, and you're always fighting, and you're always upset about something. It's no good to live like that, guys. It really isn't. It really, really isn't. Austin, what do you think? What's your next story, bud?
0: Well, you nailed it on the head. and I mean this happens more often than people realize a couple weeks ago. I don't want to bring any names into this because it was a pretty rough incident that happened here right down the road from me. About three, four months ago, a buddy of mine who's been extremely wealthy in the construction industry, we went and did a home viewing of a house right down the road from us, like a $3 million house. And he was interested in it. It was on 10 acres, huge house. And he was thinking about you know, basically getting it and and it and a bunch of stuff. And he made them an offer, and they were basically just completely and totally out of control with their mortgage on it. They, they just They couldn't even negotiate on it. So he stepped away, I thought it was a cool house to look at, really, really pretty, and I found out a couple weeks ago that the guy that owned the house, uh, basically he had just bought a Lamborghini Huracan V10 race car, had another brand new Escalade, and uh, pulled into his driveway, drove into his garage, put a pistol in his mouth, and blew his brains out. In his garage, in the house, the we were just did not too long ago, and I thought to myself, Wow. What a horrible ending. You got all this stuff. You got all these awesome cars. You got this huge piece of property. You got this awesome house. And you go out putting a pistol in your mouth. I mean, what? what is that? How? was how that successful? And I always think back on what I've listened to with Jim Rohn. And he talks about the same thing when it comes to health. And he goes, you can be super successful. But if you don't have your health... What are you? You can be multimillionaire. You're laid up in bed, can't get out, super sick. What's the money worth? He talked about how he went and absolutely pushed himself to the furthest degree and almost killed himself doing it. Had horrible health problems. That's why I continue to tell people, your health is one of your most valuable assets. You can be very successful, that's awesome. Uh, Absolutely. Have goals. Strive. Always try to hit hit more goals. Always have direction. But you also have to take care of yourself in the same notion. And what we're starting to see now is this very direct perversion, not just of health, but just of overall mental well-being. This is why they're pushing this tranny aspect now and trying to push these kids into this perversion Dad sent me a link yesterday, and it was basically in detail. I think it was on um, Daily Mail or something. i pulled pull it up again. It was an interview with basically a female that wanted to transition to a male. And he, she, I don't know how that all goes, was going into detail about how it was horrific. And it was not anything that they expected it to be. And that they constantly kept thinking every time they went through another surgery, they went through another process, they went through more hormone therapy, that it was going to be the next thing. It was going to be the next point where they said, okay, well, this is what I want now. This is where I'm, I'm going to be satisfied. And she, he, started crying in the interview. How horrific the mistake was and how he, she doesn't understand how this is being promoted to children. Like it's a positive thing when, in the very fact, all of these surgeries are 100% experimental. Nothing about them is normal. Nothing about them is safe. This isn't going in and saying, okay, well, you know, we basically have a, a broken wrist here. We need to go in and reset this. These are all experimental surgeries. And yet they're promoting this now in this transition therapy to young children. It's bad enough when adults choose to do this. And it goes back to exactly what Dad just talked about. They want to promote that, oh, well, this is the next thing that's going to make you happy. Well, if you just transition to a boy, everything will be cool. You'll be fine. Or you just want to transition to a girl, and you want to start having appendages cut off, and you want to start injecting estrogen in your system. Okay, that'll be the next thing. It'll make you happy. They want to confuse the entire populace, and the problem with that aspect that we're seeing now with this especially in young kids it's irreversible guys you can't go back the young girl starts injecting testosterone there is no going back from that you can't just turn around and go okay well guess what I want to quit now it's been three years boo sorry <laughs> got a voice box the size of a man down you got facial hair doesn't just go away anymore this is what they're trying to promote and this is why I have been so adamant about protecting the young kids because they are the main target right now, guys. They're going after them as hard as they can. They have been for years. Now they're blatantly doing it in front of us. I mean, I saw a video yesterday of another one of those. I don't know if it was the same one, another one of these, these tranny, gay, perverted pride events. And there's blatantly a grown man in full drag running around having kids follow him and it was supposed to be like this latest and greatest thing i I, honestly it made me nauseous when i saw it i said are we really doing this guys are we really gonna allow the young children to be exposed to this perversion and it's just supposed to be normal i mean you had bumbling drunk nancy pelosi she came out the other day with an interview i think it was on monday and she said your freedom of expression Of yourself in drag is what America is all about. That was her quote. And I thought to myself. Whoa wait a minute here. First off. Freedom of speech. Freedom to express yourself. Absolutely that is part of America. But expressing yourself in drag is what America is all about. Are you kidding me right now? No it's what she said. So it shows you. That their perverted pedophile agenda is in full swing now. They're not backing off. They're going full force in it. Now that basically this COVID pandemic is over, it's insane to me how we've pretty much stepped out of that realm of how so many people just wanted to be controlled and dominated and told how they have to wear masks and they have to get an RNA gene therapy shot. We went into detail this week about the insane side effects that are continually coming up. Now the fact they're going to start giving them the. Six-month-olds. Uh, I can't even go there right now. And yet, now we're going to this next level. I saw a uh, article earlier now. It said universities, multiple universities, are now resuming mask mandates. And I looked them up because I was curious. I said, where are they actually mandating masks for the students? Students all have to be muzzled again for the summer and fall semester. And it was... George Washington University, what a slap in the face to him, which is basically in D.C. The next one was University of California, Los Angeles County. The next one was Brown University in Providence County, which is up in New Jersey. Next one was Columbia University in New York County. And I thought to myself, imagine that. The universities that are prominent in pretty much the most leftist controlled areas They're the ones that are telling everybody the children, teenagers, adults, young adults now basically have to wear muzzles to go back to class because, well, you know, it's science. Of course, everything's science, just like, you know, men can now menstruate and have babies because that's science. It's all about a direct perversion and changing the way people view things. You take the laws of nature out of it. You take the laws of God Almighty out of it, and you continue to pervert them to where people reach a point. They don't know what is right and wrong anymore, just like we saw in Sodom and Gomorrah. Every man, both young and old, descended on Lot's house to essentially rape the angels. I mean, you've got to be a pretty pretty disgusting city, to be honest with you. (laughs) I mean, that's obviously a city that monkeypox would be very prominent in. I mean, this is disgusting, but yet it's coming back and they're promoting it and they're not only promoting it, they're telling you that you have to embrace it, you have to want it and you have to normalize it. The answer is absolutely not. No, I will not comply, nor will I embrace this. This is something that so many people forgot how to do during covid. You can say no, my friends. You can say, yes, you have that option as an American. This is what the Patriot founding fathers built this country on was the ability to make your own choice. Nobody has a right to tell you you have to get an experimental RNA gene therapy shot. If you want to function in society, nobody has that right to you. And if somebody tells you that, then you need to discredit and discount everything they say and say again, absolutely not. This is why I've continued to encourage people to make sure you're getting the truth out there to your friends, to your family, especially your kids, because they're going after the kids. I saw an article earlier from The Defender, and it was now saying popular apps are now spying on children at a scale that should shock you. New studies showing tech companies are collecting data from Apple and Google apps, mostly used by children, without any parental consent. Now you guys already know my stance on a lot of this as far as when it comes to, you know, (laughs) electronic toys when it comes to children. My children don't have iPads, period. They don't have cell phones, period. I let them watch certain movies occasionally. They can watch a different film that I, you know, think is basically decent, but there's no reason for a four, five, six, seven year old to have an iPad and run around the house playing video games or online games or YouTube or whatever. There's no reason for that. And what's interesting about it is this article talks in detail about how the main apps that people are using and allowing their kids to play on, including Angry Birds, Candy Crush, they said they looked through 391,000 child-directed apps and they identified the 1,000 most popular child-directed apps and analyzed how sensitive data was handled. They found that an enormous percentage of them We're sending either location or Internet address data to the advertising industry. It went on to say as well that Pixelate study found that 90% of the 164 educational apps were sending information to the ad tech industry. Guys, this isn't a joke. They're monitoring the kids. They're watching what they do. They're directly targeting them and building platforms around them and building analysis reviews on them there's a reason why i've told everybody turn your selfie camera off or put a piece of tape over it especially if you're running an ipad or a phone they monitor your face on what you do while you're on those apps and they're doing it to children guys and they're selling the information right here on this research study they're going into detail doesn't matter age three four five six seven years old talking about selling data of location Why in the world would you have young children's location and their facial recognition and their engagement on these apps being sold to third-party marketing companies? You guys do your own reasoning on that and figure out why they're doing it. They're trying to locate these children, and they're trying to build a platform around them and figure out what is going to drive them, what is going to encourage them, what is going to entice them and how better to control and manipulate their market as they get older over the next 5 to 10 to 15 years. This isn't a joke. This is happening right now. That's why I encourage you, if your children have these platforms or they have iPads or any of this stuff, be very careful. Now, if you have a gaming system, like I found my old Nintendo 64 the other day up in the attic. Not N64, old school, late 90s. If you got something like that, there's no Internet access to it, and they want to play some video games and do that, There's nothing wrong with that, guys. They can have some fun. But when you're talking about these platforms that are blatantly telling you they're going to spy on your children, they're going to build algorithms on them, and they're going to sell all the data they build on your young children, wake up, my friends. This isn't a joke anymore. What do you think, Deb? Uh, Protect your children. I I mean I, I don't know how to
1: say it any more clear than that. You've got to make sure you do not allow your children to have access to iPads or computers that are unsupervised, especially when they're 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. Once they start driving, there's not much you can do because their friends are going to have computers and their friends are going to have phones and all the other stuff so that you can't stop at all then, at all, pretty much nothing at that point. you got to teach them. In fact, I had this conversation with my uh, 19-year-old yesterday. I said, the, the, I did that Bible study with you guys on Romans chapter 1, verses 18 to 28. I did the exact same Bible study with her yesterday. I called her up to the house and I said we're gonna have a Bible study, and we did the whole Bible study for like 30, 40 minutes. And I said I gotta explain to you what this perversion does and what it leads to, and and what we need to understand. Austin said this very, very clearly a minute ago, and I I didn't cover this, I didn't say it with with the transgender stuff. These people who want to be a male or a female and they're the opposite sex of what they want to be, they have no hope, they have no happiness. And they believe that by changing sex, well, if I could look like Kim Kardashian, okay, ooh, okay, whatever. If I could look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, ooh, okay, whatever. He looks pretty bad right now. But and they they think we I could do all of this stuff. I remember, I remember years ago, I was hitting the weights. I mean, I was a bodybuilder. I won Mr. Tallahassee. I mean, I was big. And I remember somebody said to me one time, they, they weren't working out, they weren't exercising at all. And they said, well, I don't want to start working out because I don't want to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I just looked at him. I started laughing. I started laughing. I said, I said number one. If you just work out normally, you're never going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger because he's heavy, heavy into steroids. And I said, and you're, never, and he works unbelievably hard, uh, you know, working out, a lot of, lot of, lot of effort. And I said, you're never going to look like that. You know, you're using that as an excuse. Well, the same thing is true with the transgenders. They think I'm going to look, I want to look like another person, another person of the opposite sex. And a lot of this stuff. And I'm going to say this to you. This is what Ted Bundy talked about. It's going to be one of those shows today. He talked about how he started off with pornography. Potem Bundy's the guy who killed all those girls up in Tallahassee back in the 70s. He started talking about, how he started looking at pornography, and the pornography got more and more and more and more prevalent in his life until he started watching the snuff films, which actually killed people for real on, on these videos and movies, the sick stuff that people put out. And he decided he wanted to act that out. And he said when he talked to Dr. Dobson before he was basically put you know, to death here in Florida that one of the reasons that this happened to him was a satanic thing that happened to him, and he fell deeper and deeper and deeper into this. People start watching trans videos and all this weird stuff. Guys, don't let yourself go there ever. You Don't do that. Don't. don't go, just don't go there. Don't allow yourself to put that kind of filth into your brain or any kind of filth into your brain. Just stay away from it. That's the easiest thing. Now, if you slip up and you fall and you do something you shouldn't ought to do, just repent, ask God to forgive you, and walk away from it. But don't allow it to completely consume you. That's what these, these people are doing, and they're thinking to find happiness from this. They're gonna they're looking to, they're looking to science for happiness instead of looking to God. And also, that was a great – I started laughing when you said Sodom and Gomorrah would be a great place for monkeypox, and it's true. All these things are happening all around us. Oh, by the way, Sharon told me to mention this to you guys. We went to see the new Jurassic Park. It's a complete – break it the segue here and uh it's okay it's an okay movie nothing like top gun but it's okay it had a few bad words in it first 30 minutes really boring and then it picked up just thought i'd mention that to you guys i would give it a three out of five on a on a scale it's okay but but, but i want to talk about one other thing now i want to cover back this this again so i want to segue to that for a second uh, this guy who was basically being interviewed you know scott nugent he says, you know, Tr- Tr- Scott, He said transition to surgery is wrong on so many levels. He was being interviewed by M- Matt Lauer, and this in this story made Daily Mail. And he, he said basically, news story is matched by the data. As nearly 100% of children who become puberty blockers will proceed to cross-sex hormones and surgeries. I'm going to say that again. Nearly 100% of children who start puberty blockers will proceed to cross-sex hormones and surgeries. And they asked Nugent what that change meant for her, and it said, she said, "I've had seven surgeries, I've had one stress heart attack, I've had a helicopter life ride with pulmonary embolism, I've been, I've had 17 rounds of antibiotics, I've had a month of IV antibiotics, I had a surgeon who was banned from conducting surgery in San Francisco who moved to Texas." They have tort reform because he had used the wrong skin to create my urethra and I had six inches of hair on the inside of my urethra for seventeen months. I didn't sleep for seventeen months. I lost my job, my house, my car, my wife, everything that I ever worked for, and anyone and and, 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 and nobody knew what was wrong with me and I didn't know where to start. She put her body through hell, it says. How could this have happened? And he goes on to say, Medical transition is experimental. It's not regulated. It has been refined, but nonetheless, a lot can go wrong. The doctor used the wrong side of the skin to create my urethra. Think about having ingrown hair on your face. Think about this being inside of your urethra now. Every movement, every twitch, every time she went to the bathroom, she was drenched in pain. It sounds like something that no one should ever have to go through, but they put themselves through this looking for that happiness, trying to fill that God-shaped void on the inside of them. But the physical pain was only part of the equation. She spent so much of her money getting the surgery in the first place that she needed help fixing what the surgery had done. I got a job for three months. I don't know how because I had to get insurance because my mind wouldn't think. I got septus infection. How would you think? I moved across the country to try to figure out how to get somebody to help me, and on and on and on. Before it was over with, her insurance had to pay $900,000. Wow. Few are familiar with the intricacies of sex change surgery. I had to go outside of the state that I was living because nobody in the state knew what they were doing, she told me. And I had and still have and will always have a recurring infection for the rest of my life. At some point, antibiotics are going to not work any longer. And this, this is what happens. And remember, I've talked about this before. This, this show is obviously not for children now. I'm going to put that on the, on the content place. of it. When you cut off your genitalia and you castrate yourself and you cut your penis off, and you give yourself a vagina that's usually used for intestinal tissue, and this is now a gaping hole. Okay? Your body's not designed to have this. You have this gaping hole that's always trying to heal. These transgenders have so many health problems they are so sickly, most of them cannot even hold down a job. I also told you about a girl here at a local hardware store, a you know, big national chain, who transitioned from a female to a male, and now she's still having menstrual cramps, and she's having to take off of work all the time, and she's causing all of these shortages at, at her job because she's not showing up because she's having all these health issues. Guys, listen to me. This is not going to solve your God problem. Okay, It's not. If, you, if you're listening to the show this morning, this, this is something that the world and Satan has told you to do. This is something that the transgenders have pushed because of their religion of Kabbalah in which they feel as though that God is an hermaphrodite and your closest expression to him is going to be hermaphrodite, to be hemaphroditic or transgender. Don't even go here with this stuff. Warn your children if, if they were thinking about this weird stuff. I'm going to post this article so you can read it again today. But, guys… It's so important to understand that this is experimental surgery. You're going to have a gaping hole. You're never going to be right. You're going to be constantly on antibiotics the rest of your life. This is not okay. And guys, it's so important to understand it won't make you happy. It's only a relationship through Jesus Christ and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. I remember when I was in graduate school at Florida State. I was, you know, I was, I, you know, I was a graduate school. I was not saved. You know, I had a motorcycle and a car and a decent apartment and a good girlfriend, and I finally realized that. Something was missing in my life, and it was Jesus. And then I went to church, I accepted Christ, I got baptized, and it changed my life forever. And it gave me the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the righteous peace and joy. And now I have purpose and pursuits of, 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 of things in my life that are being directed by the Holy Spirit. That's what you want in your life, guys. Okay, I'll finish it up. I love you. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.
0: That's well said. And that's why they're trying to go after the children, because they're the most gullible. They're the most fragile individuals in society. They're the ones that you can push the most propaganda to. And most cases they're not going to question it because most children don't really question authority due to their size and mindset. You know, 50 year old child or 50 pound child basically is, you know, five, six years old. The adult male tells them, well, this is what you need to do. In most cases they're going to go, okay, I'm going to go along with it. So they're a child. That's why they're going after these kids like they are right now. And it, absolutely is not acceptable under any circumstances be involved with what your children with what your children are exposed to make sure you know what's happening at their schools make sure you know what's happening especially if you have any of these media platforms or any of these electronic devices be very very alert and aware of what they're trying to promote and push on this stuff thank you again For supporting Health Masters, I appreciate it. I was responding a couple emails yesterday, and actually got a couple thank you emails, which is always nice to get some positive ones. I I do get some negative ones sometimes, and majority of the ones when I get them, I read about the first half sentence and I delete it. I learned a long time ago you can't win with somebody that basically just wants to talk negative especially if there's no constructive criticism to it. It's just negative. So again, thank you for the positive emails. Continue to get the truth out there, my friends. If you guys need anything at all, healthmasters.com. We're always here to help you out the best we possibly can on the website. If you need anything or give us a call 1-800-726-1834, the product of the week that you guys voted. It looks like it's winning the muscle blast. One of my preferred favorite formulas. I've, Help work on it at the beginning phase. I use it every single day. It's a large-spectrum branched-chain amino acid formula. Really helps out with muscle endurance. Also helps out when you're trying to push through those rigorous sets in the gym. If you're doing drop sets, if you're basically doing rest pauses, it really helps push through that and give you a natural form of energy for your muscles without any type of stimulants. So that's going to be on sale going on today. We're going to be working on that here in the next couple minutes after I get off the show, so be sure to check it out, the Muscle Blast, and also, too, the resveratrol. Incredibly good for the heart. Great antioxidant on sale right now for another week, 20% off sale. Be sure to check it out. Thank you again, my friends, for the support. Get the truth out there. Stand by your convictions. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.